Hi, this is Jim Lyon, and this is a conversation called Viewpoint. With me today, Kimberly Majeski. Hey, Jim. Kimberly, so glad to see you again. Here so we, glad to be here. We are in the pandemic, and yeah. we're all sheltering in our homes, mm-hmm. and we have ventured out to come today to have our conversation for Viewpoint, and we're in a studio, but we're socially distanced, aren't yes, we? Yes, I mean, very far apart. There has to be 15 to 20 feet between us, very opposite side distance. of the studio. And uh, so glad to have a chance just to get out, because I don't know about you, but <laughs> after a few more weeks of this uh, pandemic, I'm not sure if I'll be able to figure th- life out. I'm I mean trapped. this with all my heart. I am thrilled to see you today. <laughs> because I haven't seen another human in so long. Because you've been in your house for four to six weeks, I think. I have, yeah. I follow the rules. Then they say and, stay in, I stay in. And you know what? I'm following the rules best I know how, although I do go to the supermarket occasionally to buy perishables. Mm-hmm. And I did have to buy gas one time, but I'm not going places, so I don't have to do that very often. All that to say, we're living in an unusual time. Yes. And how do we get through it? That's what we want to talk about today, Kimberly. Hey, thank you for coming alongside. We hope you enjoy the conversation. Kimberly, as we're in the pandemic, we're all suffering some loss, aren't we? Yes, we are. A loss of freedom, most fundamentally, because if we do follow the rules, we just can't come and go as we want to go and come or do as we have done before. So there's that. I mean, there are people who are losing their health to this. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm an old guy, so I'm especially conscious of the power of this Mm -hmm. virus to actually wreak havoc Mm -hmm. in the human body. And I think we've all seen the headlines. We've all seen the news stories. And actually... I know some people who are fighting this, who have been diagnosed and fighting the ravages of this virus in their body, the respiratory struggle. I almost drowned when I was 16. I was in a lake and I was too far from shore yeah. and I just have a vivid memory of, of that awful moment of realizing I cannot breathe. Mm. And here I am to tell the story. I made it. I miraculously really got to shore and look back on that still today as a powerful moment in my life. But that idea of not being able to breathe. Mm. That's what COVID-19 is about. Mm. That's what really is the terrifying proposition of succumbing to this disease. And Mm. so, man, there's a lot of loss with that. And then people have lost jobs. And I mean, there's so many losses. How do we survive that? How do we get by? Give me one thing, because I know that we've talked about this before that you're surviving by what? By By memory, yeah. By by your memory of what? Yeah, well, you know, of uh, looking forward to things that I know will come back again. You know, Easter didn't look the way that it usually does. It's a big celebration for my family. But you know what? We'll have, by God's grace, an Easter opportunity next come year. Back next year. Right. And there will be other celebrations, and we can take that spring break trip in the fall, you know? Right. And and remembering what it yes. used to be like yeah. is a really powerful tool to getting through this to go forward, isn't it? I mean, yes. I'm going to guess that people who lived through the Nazi occupation of Europe mm-hmm. remembered what it was like before the Nazis marched in, and that helped them rebuild their lives after the Nazis were driven out, right? That's right. I mean, so any kind of crisis is a chance to polish your memory. Kimberly, not every memory is a good one. I no, mean, yeah. man, how I've got some memories I just as soon leave by the curb. Sure. Getting through the pandemic, I have to remember the good. 
Mm. I have to remember things that give me life. I have to catalog in my memory bank the things I want to retrieve. I want to remember going to the YMCA and working out as I used to do because it's a healthy, positive groove for me. And I have to remember that because I I want to get there again on the other side of the pandemic. Sure. I want to remember seeing my kids all together because they've all grown up and they moved out of the house. Right now, we don't get a chance to give those hugs we used to give. Yeah. I'm remembering those because we'll get that back. Mm-hmm. But, you know, sometimes when we're in loss, it's hard to remember those good high mountaintops, isn't it? It is. Since... And sometimes when you're cooped up in a house or you're trapped <laughs> with the same people for long periods of time and there's no escape, the worst of us comes out. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've you've heard about domestic violence right now? Yes, we're very concerned about domestic violence on the rise, uh, people being shut up in a home, uh, crisis bringing the worst of us out, people are drinking more and abusing substances more. And so... And they're frustrated. Yeah. There's all kinds of reasons why people are on edge. Why is it, Kimberly, that when we're trapped in our houses, and I'm using the word trapped, it's kind of a pejorative, but that's how it can feel sometimes, that our relationships become stretched and begin to unravel? I mean... There are times when I think people get afraid. How am I going to pay the bills? That's and that right. creates the tension goes up. That's what it is, yeah. Or maybe there's some pride involved. I don't want to admit that I didn't save enough money for a rainy day and now mm-hmm. I'm in trouble, but I don't want anyone to ask me about that in my house. Mm-hmm. And so tension goes up. Mm-hmm. About I feel caged mm-hmm. and, and trapped and there's nothing more perhaps evocative of our dark side than when we feel like we're in a corner and can't get out? Yeah, I think a lot of that goes back to fear, to anxiety, you know, that brings out our worst selves. I know when I feel fearful, I tend to try to control. And you know my husband. (laughs) He... (laughs) I've tried to control him too. He used to work with me. I mean, he doesn't care for that so much. That's not a good look. Even Max, you know, uh, they've said to me, hey, you can't just project your agenda on us when we're in the middle of something, right? I want to control the day. I want to control the schedule. I want to control everything that happens so that we can all be okay. So that's my response when I think about it. That's my response to fear. And people who live with me do not like my exertion of control. Maybe every now and then, but not as a constant. There we go. There we go. I mean, that's true for all of us. We all feel like something else is controlling us in a way. The pandemic is controlling us. And man, that just makes me want to scratch somebody's eyes out sometimes. Not because they're to blame, but just we... We are explosive sometimes. Mm -hmm. What are we going to do? How do we get through the pandemic? Being trapped in the pandemic, though, and the frustrations and the relational stretching that goes on during that is not just new to this season of history, of course. There have been many, many episodes in history where people have found themselves at loose ends and their relationships are stretched. I don't know about you, Kimberly, but now I'm home uh, with my wife, and I've got a lot more time on my hands than I used to have, it seems. I, it seems I've got more things to do. They're just different things, but I mm-hmm. also find it's more quiet. Mm-hmm. And so in the evening, it's more quiet, and I'm opening up books to read in ways that I didn't always before, and I'm thankful for that. 
One of the books I read often, though, is that Bible, because I've found that in the Bible there are stories that are so exactly relevant to me, and I just dive into it sometimes and can't get enough, and this pandemic's one of those. I was reading in the book called Matthew, chapter 16, about a story of Jesus and his disciples, and I know some of our listeners might think, Matthew, what's that? It's a book in the New Testament. What's that? Well, it's a book in the Bible. What's that? Well, it's this book that has survived over many centuries and still speaks, at least into my life. And uh, in that passage of Matthew chapter 16, there's a story. I believe it's history. It's a real event where Jesus uh, goes on a journey with his closest friends, and they start just getting on each other's edge. And uh, I know you have that right there. Kimberly, what does it say? Matthew 16, beginning in verse 7. At this, they began to argue with each other because they hadn't brought any bread. And Jesus knew what they were saying. So he said, you have so little faith. Why are you arguing with each other about having no bread? Don't you understand even yet? Don't you remember the 5,000 I fed with five loaves and the baskets of leftovers you picked up? Or the 4,000 I fed with seven loaves and the large baskets of leftovers you picked up. In that story you just read, Kimberly, Jesus says something that's exactly what we've been talking about. Don't you remember? Mm -hmm. Don't you remember those good times when I helped feed you? You're having an argument about the bread. You're blaming each other because nobody remembered to bring the bread. You're not sure you're going to have enough food. You're afraid you're going to starve. You don't know what's going to happen next. Nobody can admit that they dropped the grocery list. Nobody can say that, well, it's okay. We'll find a way. No, you have completely forgotten what you've already experienced with me. That's what Jesus is saying. Mm -hmm. You watched me intervene in your life supernaturally to provide what was needed. To provide, and if, if yeah. that's If that's true back then, why can't that be true now? That's Stop right. arguing. Mm-hmm. Take a deep breath, chill out, and just remember, I am with you here today as I was back then, and I'm going to be with you tomorrow. I mean, I'm telling you, Kimberly, as I read the story, I thought, This is what I need to do at my house. (laughs) I need to take a deep breath and just chill for a moment and remember all the ways in which I have survived things by the grace of God that have been tall mountains to climb. I've had things in my life that were tough. Everyone has had them. And sometimes I felt like I wasn't sure I could go forward, and yet somehow, some way, God saw me through. That's right. You're still here. Yeah. You know, people may be listening today and saying, God didn't help you through. You just made it. Well, However you want to describe it, I'm telling you, I believe that God brought me through. And there are times when I've prayed for things and he delivered them that could not be interpreted in any intellectual way by my logic as anything but the delivery of heaven itself. And Jesus is saying to us today, I think as he was saying to the disciples back then, stop arguing, stop being frustrated, stop the blame game. Right now, I want you to remember how I can provide for you. That doesn't mean I can just sit and do nothing. It does mean I do what I can and I can trust him to do the rest. You know, I remember, Jim, a few years ago now when we had just started our ministry, uh, Stripped Love, where we serve women who are um, victims of domestic sex trafficking. 
And I remember that daunting sort of responsibility. And as we began to grow and more people needed help, more people reached out to us. And there were times when we did not know if we'd have the money to keep the lights on. And I always had to remind myself, it's very easy to look around and say, well, who did this or who should have done this or why wasn't this filed or what do you know? Like sure. All of these reasons why you blame someone else that you're having these troubles. But to just, as you said, quiet myself, remember that these are times, circumstances out of my control and that God is in this and that God would provide for this. And I'm telling you, at, at one point, I just took my hands off and said, okay, this doesn't belong to me. I can't make it happen or not happen. God, if this should continue, then you have to make it continue. I literally have no power. And to just watch God come through and provide for that in a way that sustained us and kept us afloat was miraculous. And it helps me now to remember the terror of those moments, the fear, the anxiety, the vitriol, the way that I treated other people that I had to go apologize for because I blame, you know, all those things. Because when it panned out on the other side of it now, I see that it was God who made the difference, God who provided and saw us through. And you must never forget that. And in the pandemic, that's an excellent illustration of how we cannot forget what God has done before. Mm-hmm. Today, I know there are people listening to us who do not believe in God and some who think he's really a thing. Wherever you are in that continuum, we want to invite you to pray with us, to just take a moment, focus your thoughts and attention, and join our voice in speaking to God. I believe God really is. And I believe that Jesus is the exact representation of God. And that when I see Jesus, I see God. And when I see Jesus telling his disciples, you know what, just relax. I have done great things before. I will do great things again. Remember that and stop getting on each other's case. I know that that's truth for me today. Maybe that's truth for you too. Let's give it a try. When I count to three, take a deep breath. And when you exhale, what you're doing is you're you're kind of just making space in your brain to focus on this prayer for a moment. Are you ready? On the count of three, take a deep breath and exhale. One, two, three. Pray with us. Dear Father in heaven, we thank you that you hear our voice. I do believe you do hear. I believe, Lord, that you have sent your son Jesus into this world and his words and his conduct, the way in which he grappled with life and the way in which he proved your love true are all still very relevant in this pandemic. And for everyone who's joining us in this prayer, if they cannot remember some day in years gone by where you intervened to protect them, impress that on them right now. In their mind, help them to see it right now that you were the one who provided for them. For all of us who have memory of what you have done already, I pray, Lord, that you will refresh our memory as we walk through the pandemic and help us, Lord, to just realize that we can trust you tomorrow as we trusted you yesterday. We surrender our lives into your hands, acknowledging that we are not worthy, but that you have made us worthy because of the work of Jesus on our behalf on the cross. Thank you for hearing our prayer. Hold close everyone who has prayed with us just now, and we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.
you might have listened to this conversation on Viewpoint today and thought those people simply have no idea about real life. Well, I think we do, but nevertheless, no matter what you think about what you've heard, let us hear from you. If you're following us today on Facebook and you've engaged this conversation through Facebook, you can send a direct message right now, or you can send a private message. Post it on the Facebook feed or use a private message. But hey, we want to hear from you. You could also just call us up on the phone 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Somebody live and our team is going to answer that phone. Speak to us. This is the number, 1-800-757-VIEW. That's 1-800-757-8439. You know what, Kimberly? Maybe they just want to check us out online. We have a homepage. Yes, you can visit us online at CBH viewpoint.org. Send us a message there and we'll respond. CBH, that's Christians Broadcasting Hope. That's who we are, cbhviewpoint.org. Or at the last, just send me a letter. Get out some paper and pencil and buy a stamp. Address it to Jim Lyon, Viewpoint, Post Office Box 2420, Anderson, Indiana, 46018, USA. But whether you reach out by Facebook or some other social media channel, whether you send me something in the mail by post, whether you call us up or go online. Come on, whatever you're thinking, let us hear from you this week. Kimberly, thanks for coming alongside. Thanks for helping me remember some good stuff today. Thanks for having me, getting me out of the house. (laughs) And we're so glad you joined us. We hope you'll be with us next time. Until then... For all of us at the Viewpoint Ministry team, for all of us at Church of God Ministries, this is Jim Lyon. Stay tuned.